0: Hello and welcome to Stonebridge's online worship. I'm Pastor Jonathan. Today we're invited into worship by Psalm 66 verses 1-4. through Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power. All the earth worships you and sings praises to your name. We worship God because God is worthy of our worship. Welcome.
1: Hey, Stonebridge Church, it's great to be with you again. Uh, Once again, we have uh, the team on the stage, and uh, I do wanna remind you that we are, in fact, um, Paying attention to social distancing and being safe, um, the health of everyone up here is, is so important to us. And uh, we pray uh, God's blessing on you as you uh, spend time with your families, as, you, uh, as we all go through this time together. Uh, but today, I, just, uh, I would invite you uh, that we might set that all aside. Set aside whatever stress and worries that we have going on. And just remember that God is good. He is good all the time. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father God... You are good. You are worthy of our praise. We worship you, Lord. We love you. God, we pray that everything that we do would bring glory and honor to your name. And Lord, um, we thank you for your love and faithfulness during this time, that we are never alone, that you always hear us when we call. We thank you and we praise the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.
2: This week, Pastor Neil's message will be focused on prayer. In our house, my husband and I particularly look forward to our bedtime prayers with our son, Tommy. Tommy likes to list all of the people that he's thankful for, whether he saw them that day or they just came to his mind. It reminds me of what Paul wrote in Philippians chapter one, verse three. I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer. Would you join me in prayer, giving thanks for our families? Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for all of the joy that family brings to our lives. Whatever family may look like to each one of us, we're thankful for the people in our lives who support us, make us laugh, and most of all, those who help us grow closer to you, Lord. We pray for grandparents who may be separated from their grandchildren right now. Lord, please ease their hurt. And we thank you for the joy that grandchildren bring to their grandparents' lives. Lord, we pray for parents who may be struggling to work from home and help school their children, for parents who just lost a job, and for the parents of special needs children. Lord, we pray for patience and strength for all moms and dads. And finally, we pray for our children. Lord, give them hope and peace We pray that they always remember that you love them, Lord, and that you will never fail them. In your son's name, amen.
3: When time began, my life was in his hand.
4: Of My-
5: online. Feel free to pause the video during these announcements in order to grab all the information you may need. The Stonebridge Nominating Committee will be meeting soon to nominate our next class of deacons and elders. If you are interested in serving Stonebridge in this capacity, please visit our website to learn more about what it means to be a deacon or an elder and fill out an application. Applications are due May 4th. This past week, we heard from Stonebridge's Growth Group Coordinator, Barbara Waite, and wanted to share the news. Hey, Pastor Jonathan, this is Barbara. I just wanted to share with you, I'm so excited because uh, I've been getting like, maybe
4: two calls a week, sometimes three. Just different people calling and wanting to get plugged in on Growth groups and SBR and different things. It's really exciting for me to see this and for me to be a part of it. So
5: here sure with you. Virtual growth groups are a vital part of staying connected. Now's a great time to join the community and get the support growth groups provide. Please contact Barbara Waite to get connected today. Every week on Thursday nights at 7 p.m., you can join Pastor Neil live on Facebook. This is a great time to connect with Pastor Neil and others as he takes the opportunity to share what's on his heart as it relates to our faith and church. Gather your family for a night of fun. On May 1st, over Zoom, test your knowledge and compete against other families in a family trivia night. We will have two time slots available depending on the age of your kids. Sign up by sending Pastor Cynthia an email. If you have a hurt, habit, or hang-up that's keeping you from a joyful and productive life, perhaps Stonebridge Christian Recovery is for you. Meetings are now online every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Send an email to Barbara Waite to register. And lastly, we'd love to know that you're participating in worship. Continue to share your prayers and your praises by emailing prayers at stonebridgecme.com. Or, if you're following along in version, please take the time to fill out the e-connection card. You are important to us. Once again, welcome to online worship.
6: Hello, Stonebridge. I um, found this drawing that I had done as a kid. Well, okay, uh, I wasn't a kid. Well, okay, I drew it last week, but it looks like I could have drawn it in first grade, which shouldn't be surprising because the last time I really had any training in drawing was in first grade. So it shouldn't be surprising that I still draw like a first grader. I have a question for you. When was the last time you had training in prayer? Or have you ever had any training in prayer? It shouldn't be surprising or embarrassing that we pray the same way we prayed when we were trained, whether that was when we were like little children or maybe never. And even though prayer in its simplest form and definition is talking with God, we still need to learn how to pray. Uh, all talking we need to learn. In our As babies, we learn words, and then we learn sentences, and then we learn paragraphs, and then concepts. Giving a speech is just talking to people, but we have to learn how to do it to do it well. And Teaching students is just talking to kids, but we have to learn how to do it in order to be effective. And it's that way with praying as well. Jesus taught and trained his disciples to pray, even though they grew up in their version of church where they probably prayed at least as much as we do. So Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, and when you pray. Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray to be seen by others. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. There are hundreds of verses where Jesus is either teaching about praying, or is praying, or scripture is talking about Jesus praying. And that includes the Lord's Prayer, which is Jesus' model of prayer that he was teaching to his disciples and we could do an entire sermon series on the Lord's Prayer and that would be awesome. We may do that sometime. But even before we do that, there are three basic styles of prayer that can improve and increase our prayer times exponentially and we can use these three to be praying with our family and for our family and for ourselves in the world and we all need it. Just before I give you those three basic prayer styles, let me remind us of why we are interested in praying. It's because prayer works. Prayer makes a difference. Listen to James. Uh, He says, you do not have because you do not ask God. And James is basically uh, summarizing something that Jesus said in the book of Matthew, he said, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will, will be opened. We'd like that to be true for us and our families, but let's be honest, it hasn't always seemed to be true for us. We've knocked and the door hasn't opened, we've sought and not found what we were looking for. Uh, it's fair to ask questions about prayer. And in an entire sermon series, you can get a lot of answers and deal with all of those theological questions. I mean, questions an arm long about why this or that or how this or that. Believe me, there are sermon series on it. In fact, I've linked to a sermon series about the theology of prayer and it's wonderful stuff to listen to and to study. I'm not that kind of teacher. I'm not that kind of instructor. I just want to be a coach. I want to be your prayer coach. To coach uh, you in three forms of prayer that you can use to pray with your family, to pray for your family, and to pay for yourself and for this world because we all need it. And the first form of prayer that we're going to take a look at today is praying Scripture. Praying Scripture. Let's use the most obvious and effective tools available to us. So, uh, if we wanted to play tennis and we had a tennis racket and tennis balls and a tennis court, we would use those to play tennis, right? Because they're the most obvious and effective tools for playing tennis. Well, if we want to talk with God, or have words with God, then if we have God's printed word, the Bible, and God's living word, Jesus Christ, then we would use those to have words with God, wouldn't we? They are the most obvious and effective tools. The psalm says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light on my path, and In John, Jesus said, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. The Word of God is our most obvious and effective tool for prayer, because it actually uses God's words to speak to God. Have you ever had someone speak your words back to you that you've said, oh, kids are great at this, right? I mean, raise your hand if you've heard this phrase, but you said, dot, dot, dot. You said we could get a puppy. You said we could have ice cream. You said I could stay up late, right? Well, Moses repeated back to God words that God had said in really a dynamic and powerful moment uh, in the history of the people of God back in Exodus uh, chapter 32, God was ready to, to destroy the people of Israel out in the wilderness. And Moses said, remember you said to Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give, you, give your descendants all this land? And God said, fine, whatever. Okay, well, he didn't say that. What he said was, then the Lord relented, And did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. Moses used God's words in a conversation with God. And that's what we want to do with praying scripture. Uh, And I want to introduce you to a fabulous resource. Uh, But just before I do, I want to remind you of this uh, picture that I drew, that's drawn like a first grader. A lot of us pray uh, the way we did when we were children, because that's when we learned to pray. But we don't have to start there. We can start with the experiences and education and learning of others by praying prayers they've written. Uh, and I want to introduce you to Stormy Omardian. Stormy, uh, has written books of prayer fabulous books sold millions and millions of copies Uh, and she has written books uh, called uh, the power of a praying wife the power of a praying husband the power of a praying parent the power of well you get the idea she's like the chicken soup for the soul of prayer and the great thing about her books is that they are not books about prayer They are books of prayers, prayers that she has written based on scripture. Let me read a prayer for you from one of Stormy's books, and uh, I'll show you the cover and and tell you what the book is in just a minute. Uh, But this is a book, this is a prayer for children, our children. It's called Attracting Godly Friends and Role Models, and Stormy, bases it on a text from Proverbs that says, Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. Now, how would you pray for your child based on that text? You can pray this prayer even as I read it. As I read it, I'm praying it for my own daughter and daughters. Lord, I lift up Annie and Emily to you and ask that you would bring godly friends and role models into their lives. Give them the wisdom they need to choose friends who are godly and help them to never compromise their walk with you in order to gain acceptance. I pray that you would take anyone who is not a godly influence out of their lives, or else transform that person into your likeness. Your word says, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Enable my girls, Annie and Emily, to walk with wise friends and not have to experience the destruction that can happen by walking with foolish people. Amen. Wow, that's a prayer. I would love to pray, and I just did. And this book is filled with them. This is called A Book of Prayer by Stormy Omardian. And the great thing about it is, it has prayers from many of those other books that I mentioned. Um, and so you can pray for any number of people or topics I just out of this one book. Now I've linked to it a new version and to her website, and you can Google her or look her up on Amazon. Um, but I mean, why start praying at this level of experience and ability when we can pray? At this level, an experience of ability, the ability of prayer, I mean, Stormy Omardian is praying prayers that you and I would pray if we'd been studying prayer all our lives. And so let's take advantage of that and use those prayers. We can pray with our family, we can pray for our family, and we can pray for ourselves and for the world by praying scripture. And the second kind of prayer I want to introduce you to is called the Jesus Prayer. The Jesus Prayer. What would it be like to have all our thoughts or many of our thoughts centered on Jesus instead of all the things that swirl in our minds? What occupies your mind? What words, thoughts, memories are often filling your mind? When I was a young adult, I had a word that often popped into my head. The word was idiot. I'm not proud of that. I've done a lot of work to not have that be the case now. But when uh, an authority figure would say something that I disagreed with or that they disagreed with me, idiot. When somebody cut me off on the freeway, idiot. When I was watching Survivor," and they voted off my favorite uh, participant, oh, well, all the rest of the team were idiots. Every time I used that word, it went deeper into my mental bank. It was a deposit into my mental checking account, ready to be cashed out and used in my words, in my hearts, in my, in my heart and in my actions at a moment's notice. The more I thought it, the more I thought it. Some of us know the old uh, computer programming uh, phrase garbage in, garbage out. It originally meant that if you put bad data in a computer, you're gonna get bad data out. And uh, we use it a lot of ways now. Garbage in, garbage out. Whatever thoughts, images, news, emotions that we put in, is what we're going to get out of our minds and hearts. And understanding this idea that what we put in is what comes out, listen to this text from 1st Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all things. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, always continually all pray continually. Well, I know there's a lot of questions about, well, how do you do that? Is it possible to pray continually? The Jesus prayer helps us, trains us to be able to pray more and more frequently, almost to the point or even to the point of continuously. And this prayer is, they say, as old as the church. It's been around a long time. And it comes from a story uh, that Jesus told of a humble tax collector going to church and praying. In Luke 18, Jesus says, But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. So the Jesus prayer is very simple. It simply says, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And it is simple and it does three things. It slows us down. It helps us with God in, God out. And it brings us closer to Jesus. Let me touch on all three of those briefly. The Jesus Prayer slows us down. The prayer is designed as a breath prayer. Last week, Pastor Cynthia introduced us to worship by encouraging us to breathe deeply as we enter into worship. The Jesus Prayer helps us breathe deeply. Um, I want you to try it with me. So I'm going to say it. And as I say it, you breathe in and then breathe out. We breathe in on the first part and we breathe out on the second part, all right? You're just going to breathe. I'm going to say it. You ready? Breathe in. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, and breathe out. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Now, the thing about this is you can't do it fast. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. It doesn't work. You can try it, but what this prayer does is slow our breathing down, develop a rhythm, and slow us down as well. And the Jesus prayer helps us with God in and God out. When we begin to regularly and intentionally pray this prayer, we begin to put more and more of God into us. And when we have negative thoughts or emotions or critical or judgmental or cynical or sarcastic thoughts, we can immediately pray the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. It helps us with God in and God out. And the more we think it, the more we think it. And the third thing that Jesus' prayer does is it brings us closer to Jesus. The psalmist says, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. This prayer helps us call on Jesus in truth, in the truth of his grace and his mercy. We we proclaim the truth that he is the Lord, he is son of God, and we want him to have mercy on us, sinners. Truth, grace, it invites Jesus to be close to us and scripture tells us he will be near to us. And did you notice that as we pray the Jesus prayer, we're praying scripture? So we have praying scripture, praying the Jesus prayer. And the third one is engaging prayer, engaging prayer with our experiences. So quite a number of years ago, I was sitting on a big rock outcropping at Chumash Park uh, up at the top of Yosemite, and I was sitting, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a movement, and I looked, and it was a hawk circling over near Cooner, And as I watched that hawk, it zoomed towards me about a mile mile wide distance between us. And then it zoomed right back, I assume looking for food. And that bird was silent. It was inspiring. It was effortless. It, it, It had, it seemed no work whatsoever to do that thing that it was doing. And I thought, I'd like what I do to be effortless. And I prayed, Lord, how do I live my life? How do I do what I do so that it's effortless like that hawk? You created that hawk. You created me. How do I live like that? And the thought came back to me. The hawk is doing what it was designed to do. Wow. And I prayed, Lord, help me discover what I am designed to do. Help me do what I am designed to do. That is an engaging prayer. It engages the experience of my life with my prayer and brings them together. Our example is Jesus himself, who oftentimes used the circumstances and experiences around him to engage the crowd and engage with his heavenly father In Matthew 6, he said, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Now, he wasn't praying at the time, but he was engaged with people, and he looked around and saw the birds, and it made him think of God's experience with us. Engaging prayer is something families can do together. So the next time that you're out as a family and maybe with children, ask your children to point out anything around them that makes them smile. And then take turns thanking God for those things. Try to enjoy the world through their eyes, being together, and seeing God at work in the things around us in ways that children see. And engage in prayer that way. I've included a link to four family fun activities that you can do together. And one of them is engaging prayer like this. So have we missed any powerful or important aspects of prayer? Oh my gosh. Yes. There is so many aspects to prayer and we should be praying for the world and for our leaders and for healing and for unity and peace in the world. Absolutely, all of those things. Don't let me stop you. Don't wait for links in you version. You Google all of those things. And there are so many resources out there that we can use to pray. But for us right now, um, I want us to think about these three things. Imagine our children going, growing up in homes where they hear us praying scripture, where they hear us and see us repeating the Jesus prayer, and where we naturally pray engaging prayers that engage our experiences with our prayer time. Let's do it. Our family members need it. We need it. And the world needs our prayers. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray scripture and we pray thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, come and be among us and do the healing and the unity building that we know is your will. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us sinners. And Lord, in our circumstances where right now we are all in our own homes, some of us by ourselves, some of us with one or two or three other people, this is our experience. And we acknowledge that we need you in this experience. There are some things we really enjoy about it and some things that are really hard. We ask that we would take time to think about those things and lift them up to you and engage our experience with our prayer so that you would be glorified and honored and others would be prayed for and cared for. Through the love of Christ, we pray. Amen.
7: If you were to compile a list of who's who in the Bible, you might start with Abraham. Perhaps Noah, maybe even Adam. The author of Hebrews begins with Abel. Abel was Adam and Eve's son. And in terms of major figures in the Bible, Abel is more of a footnote than a chapter title. Yet he is remembered because he faithfully gave his offering to God. In worship, Abel offered himself to God and the resources that God had given him. Earlier in the letter, we are reminded that faith is the assurance of things hoped for. And so in faith and with assurance, we offer our tithes and our offerings to God. I wanna say thank you. Thank you for continuing to faithfully offer your tithes and your offerings. We believe in a creative God who multiplies our gifts. We believe in a generous God who meets our needs And so, God of grace, we ask that you accept these gifts and our lives into your service. Amen.
0: Hello again. I want to share with you a funny story and then a new opportunity to be able to serve our community. First, the funny story. I had a friend uh, this week say to me, uh, because he was so glad to see me, right? That he said, I want to give you a hug, but I don't want to kill you. Right? That's a reflection of the times we live in right now. Um, And what it made me think of was, It's so challenging during this time to be able to serve others due to social distancing.
3: But uh, a wonderful idea came to mind this week uh,
0: collectively with the local missions team. Uh, Usually during this time we serve at Ashley Manor and people sign up and a group of people go over there on a Saturday morning and we help clean apartments to help uh, serve that uh, senior community. But we can't do that due to social distancing. So, how can we let them know that we care, that we're thinking of them? And the idea came up that we, Stonebridge Church, would put together care bags for them. So, here's the plan, and I am asking everyone in our church to participate. There are 120 apartments at Ashley Manor. We want to put together at least 120 care bags for them. Very simple. This is what I'm asking you to do. Take a paper grocery bag, and if you have kids, decorate the grocery bag. Write write notes, draw a picture. Uh, Even if you're older and want to draw a picture and write a note of encouragement, please do that as well. Then fill it up with these items. Two rolls of toilet paper, two cans of hearty soup, and a bar of soap. That's it. We are then going to collect them on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. You bring them to the church. You simply drive through the parking lot, and we will have people here, masked and gloved, to take it out of your trunk or you can pass it to us. What we're going to do is then take the bags, quarantine them for four days, and then on Saturday before Mother's Day, we're going to have one or two people, again, gloved and masked, place them. In front of every door at the apartments at Ashley Manor with a note from Stonebridge telling them that we're thinking of them and we're praying for them it's just a great way to tell them that they're not forgotten and that we care for them so please participate thank you for worshiping with Stonebridge today and now here the blessing may our God of endurance may our God of encouragement grant us to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together we may with one voice glorify God. Go now as ambassadors of God's kingdom. Amen.